freely you have been given. Amen. Today's message is titled, Receive the Oil of Gladness. Your good shepherd desires peace for you. Got to get used to this thing. Free from every form of oppression. I want to let you know, for anybody who's listening, if you're experiencing anxiety, worry about the future, Jesus is working peace and joy into your heart, mind, and life. Even when you don't see it, he's working. God is continually working on your behalf. Scripture says in Isaiah 42, 16, if you want to turn to Isaiah 42, 16, I will turn the darkness into light before them and make the rough places smooth. This is God speaking. These are the things I will do. I will not forsake them. Faithful is our God, and he loves you, beloved. A part of the fullness of God that God wants us to experience, that Jesus wants us to experience, is complete and total peace. This assurance says, this assurance that we speak of, I know where I come from, I know where I'm going. And this is the very same thing in John 13, 3. Jesus knew that the Father had put all things under his power and that he had come from God and was returning to God. This confidence says, what can this world do to me? Nothing. Christ wants you to know that he has you. As a shepherd cares and watches over his sheep, of part of being a great shepherd, his desire is that we experience peace. And not only peace, but his very peace. The peace he left us with. The peace he left us was like that of a dove that gently, gently lands on our shoulder. We don't have to strive for it. It's freely given. It rests on you. It rests on us the very same way it rested on Jesus here on earth. And he wants us to experience the same joy in every circumstance. When you get bad news, rejoice. When you get good news, rejoice. It's all through the power of the Holy Ghost. We rejoice in every and all circumstances because we know that Jesus is victorious. Amen? In Psalm 23, 5, I want to turn there. Psalm 23, 5. <clears throat> we see the illustration of a shepherd anointing the heads of his sheep with oil. When a shepherd wanted to protect his sheep from harmful threats, he would anoint their heads with oil, and that oil would seep deep into all the crevices of the head and seal up and protect from harmful intrusions. 
Here are just a few examples of threats that a, a shepherd of olden times would want to protect his sheep from. Number one, what does the oil do? The oil makes peace between sheep. Autumn is breeding time for sheep. And the rams of flocks run on pasture may fight for the favor of the ewes by butting one another head on with great force. This can cause serious injury or even death. For this reason, old-time shepherds would often grease the ram's horns and heads heavily in hopes that they would slip on impact. Peace between sheep. This reminds me of how God makes peace for us in our midst, in our relationships. The oil protects our heads from past hurts, from harmful things done by others, as well as heals wounds we have caused to others. Number two, what does the oil do? The oil heals and prevents harmful disease. Another condition that is very troublesome in the summertime is a contagious disease known as scab. This is actually a parasitic condition caused by a mite called Seroptisovis that is spread from sheep to sheep through friendly headbutting and rubbing. An idea, I'll say that again, an idea apart from the word of God can cause great harm if not put into check by the word of God. The renewal of our minds is the best antidote from, th from wrong thinking, which would try to harm us. As ideas travel from natural mind to natural mind and is adopted and accepted, as born-again believers, we are to renew our minds to the word and allow it to tell us how to think. The antidote to harmful thought the, the antidote to a harmful thought process is the renewal of the mind. As the church, we are also to be on guard to harmful thoughts that try to spread even in other churches. Harmful teachings, harmful lifestyles. And I speak this in love. This can be seen unfolding in some circles where churches are accepting and even practicing same-sex marriage. Number three, what does the oil do? The oil gives us freedom from torment. In the summertime, flies bother sheep. The worst are nose flies, which buzz around, and then in the sheep's head trying to lay eggs in the sheep's nose. The hovering flies can cause sheep to panic and run wildly. This sort of activity can ruin their meat and milk and may result in injury or death. If the fly is successful in a few days, larvae will hatch and burrow into the soft flesh of the sheep's nasal passages. This causes irritation, inflammation, and an infection. The pain will cause the sheep to rub its head on the ground, thrash through underbrush, and even bang its head on tree trunks, attempting to get rid of the intruders. So, the shepherd anoints their whole head with oil, then there is peace. That oil forms a barrier of protection against the evil that tries to destroy the sheep. Praise Jesus that he has given us the very precious Holy Spirit to heal and protect us from this torment of the enemy. Praise Jesus for the oil of gladness 
which we receive right now in Jesus' mighty name. Thank you, Lord. The oil symbolizes great comfort. Jesus has given you and I and every believer the greatest comfort there is, the Holy Spirit. Receive the oil of gladness, beloved, in your mind, in your hearts, in your entire being. <clears throat> the anointing fills you with all the fullness of God. Nothing left out. It's the complete package in Jesus' name. It pours into every part of your being. The oil of gladness which Christ Jesus has anointed your head with spills over into your minds, destroying any tormenting thoughts that come from the enemy. As the oil seeps into every crevice and opening of the sheep's head, so the anointing of oil from Jesus your shepherd reaches every part of your being. Nothing is missed. Nothing is left undealt with. I declare that inadequacy is a tormenting thought, and I bind it in the name of Jesus Christ. You are his beloved. May the oil of gladness pour into every part of your being, establishing and even restoring wholeness in Jesus' name. For those who have, it, it may appear that they've walked away, Jesus is restoring wholeness in your heart and in your mind in Jesus' name. Any thoughts which would try to torment fear, uncertainty, cares, worries, lacks, any of it, we have been given the Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost, the very Spirit by which we cry, Abba, Father, a part of the fullness of God he wants you to experience is his joy. Joy is a spiritual force to be used in the kingdom. In every circumstance, we are to rejoice. If you break that word down, joy, re, joy, re, joy, rejoice. Keep on rejoicing no matter the circumstance. And remember, this is not in our own efforts. It's through the Holy Ghost. It's through His power. It's through the anointing. Let's turn to Romans 5.5. 5. <clears throat> the Scripture says, such hope in God's promises never disappoints us because God's love has been abundantly poured out within our hearts through the Holy Ghost. Abundantly. Abundantly poured out. Notice that the Scripture says has been. It has been poured out into your hearts. Praise Jesus. The Holy Spirit ministers peace to you right now. Listen. Even as we sit here, He ministers acceptance to you. 
he ministers the grace of God to you in your time of need, beloved. He ministers comfort to you when you experience peace from Scripture, words, song. That's the Holy Ghost. That's the Holy Ghost in you. He is your comforter. The very great love of God, which we are grounded in, opens us up to all the fullness of God. I'll say that again. The very great love of God that he has for you, which we are grounded in, opens us up to all the fullness of God because God does not find fault with you. James 1.5, God does not find fault with you. He gives wisdom liberally to all who ask. Where you may feel dry in your life, the oil of gladness adds moisture and healing. Say this out loud. I hear from God. I've been given that gift. Your way of escape from any tormenting thoughts is through your realization and acceptance of the gift of the Holy Spirit given to you. It is your acceptance of the Scripture. Philippians 4.8, let's turn there. It is your acceptance of the Scripture, Philippians 4.8, that you have been empowered to think God's thoughts to think the way he thinks. You are not helpless. You are not to do this in your own willpower. This is only done through the Holy Ghost. Philippians 4.8. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, Whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Thoughts, your thoughts, Lord Jesus, towards me, your thoughts towards them, towards you, outnumber the grains of sand. We are tapping into the thoughts of God we are tapping into the thoughts of God towards me, towards you. Pour out your thoughts, Lord Jesus, Heavenly Father, through the Holy Ghost. I speak peace upon each and everyone's minds that there would be a quenching of every single fiery dart of the enemy that may be attacking the minds of your beloved. Lord Jesus, anoint our heads with the oil of Gladness. Let your joy be our joy. Say this. I hear from God. Louder. I hear from God. I hear exactly what he says. Philippians 4.8 is a snapshot of how Jesus thinks about you specifically. His thoughts towards you are lovely, pure, right, so we understand that the Holy Spirit to be the ultimate comfort and he forms a barrier 
from all that tries to destroy us. The anointing on the inside of you nullifies all attempts from the enemy. You cannot be touched. You cannot be touched, beloved, because your inner man is made new. The scripture says that, behold, all things become new, never to be reversed. The enemy cannot do, the enemy cannot undo what God has made. Imagine even the fact that you're made in the very image of God. The fullness of God is what God wants for us. God's love has been abundantly poured out within our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us, Romans 5, 5. That you may know, let's say that again, that you may know the love of Christ. It's beyond the knowledge of man. To call yourself a child of God, the world does not recognize you. The world does not recognize us. The world does not know who you really are. His love has been shed abroad in our hearts. Shed abroad speaks of the portion that Scripture talks about wide, deep, height, depth. Because of the Holy Ghost, we know He loves us. The Holy Spirit testifies with our spirit that we are children of God. And if children, heirs and co-heirs, with Christ. And we receive right now all that Christ has. We receive it all. The joy, the peace. We must not ever be directed by the fleshly man, but directed by the Spirit of God. Here there is freedom to walk in things of God. There's no limit. Exceedingly, abundantly, beyond all we can ask, think, or imagine. That's God's plan for you, beloved, to exceed your expectations. Say this. My cup runneth over with blessings. My cup runneth over with blessings. He is always going beyond what we expect. Always going beyond even what we desire. Jesus said to each and every one of you and to me, my peace I leave with you. I do not give as the world gives. The world gives an expectation of receiving something. It's self-seeking. But the peace that he leaves with us He wants us to experience. For the anointing would say unto you, beloved, I am in you. I am upon you. I will give unto you beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning. Thank you. We receive that. The garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. That you, beloved, may be called trees of righteousness. 
Isaiah 61.3. This is God's heart for you and for all who are listening. That you would be rooted, grounded, established in his love. That you would intimately know his love. It's for you. God is love. And God says, I am here for you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. Ephesians 3. Let's turn to Ephesians 3, verse 16 through 19. Ephesians 3, 16 through 19. I pray that out of his glorious riches he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being. We experience the power and results of God through his spirit. Reading on, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you, you, each and every one of you, being rooted and established in love, our foundation is Christ, may have power together with all the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide, long, high, deep is the love of Christ and to know this love that surpasses knowledge. That you, say me, that's me, that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. To know the love of Christ. This is not head knowledge. This is not, it's not what I perceive in my mind, but it's a deep intimacy. It's a relationship. When God deposited the Holy Spirit into your heart, he completely changed your inner man to a renewed inner man. That's why the world doesn't recognize you. No longer in darkness and unaware of God's love to now knowing intimately, my Abba Father loves me. The beauty of his love is it has no end. So we will forever be learning of his love. To intimately know his love is to know that there is no end to it. And my prayer, Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus, is that you would impregnate our hearts with your truth and love, and the results is fruitfulness. Jesus' desires, his desire is to impregnate people with the Holy Spirit. He sent, in the Greek, for the word advocate, parakletos, advocate meaning one just like me. I will send him. We are the church and the Holy Spirit can flow out of us in the same way when the woman touched the garment of Jesus and power flowed out from him. The world is hungry. And we, church, in these last days, by his Spirit, will heal 
and set the captives free if we simply yield. We must grasp how much God loves us. We must be grounded and rooted in it. We must grab a hold of it and never let go because there is where our power is in our identity in Christ. It's immovable, it's unshakable, it's unwavering. Jesus, make us yielded. Make us yielded to you, Holy Father. You have commanded us to be fruitful and multiply. From the very beginning, the fruits of the Spirit, go make disciples, you said, Jesus. Be fruitful and multiply. If God has set an example through Jesus for us to follow, you better believe he's provided the power to do it. The oil of gladness. We must go out into the world anointed with the oil of gladness, bringing joy, God's joy, bringing peace, God's peace. It's not manufactured. It's not counterfeit. It's true. It lasts forever. Bringing that peace to all who are hurting. Use us, Lord Jesus. Mold us. Sculpt us by your holy word. In Jesus' name. And before I close, I want to take a few moments and I want each and every one of us to take the time to meditate on how like oil that is applied to the skin, the oil of gladness has been applied to our hearts. Here are some additional examples to consider. In olden times, oil was applied to beautify. In olden times, many people did not think themselves fit for their banquets till they had washed their face and anointed themselves with perfumed oil. Meditate, beloved, on how the Holy Spirit produces His fruit in you. Think about how wonderful it is to have the beauty of the Holy Spirit in you. And when God sees you, He sees Jesus. Perfect. Oil, when applied, softens. Oil applied softens the area applied to. The same can be said of the oil of gladness applied to our hearts. He softens what once was a hard heart. He breaks down our walls and opens us up to the heart of the Father. He continues to do this more and more as we keep coming to church, reading our Bibles, singing praises. And at this time, Audrey, if you want to come up and play. Thank you. The Holy Spirit is opening us up more and more to the fullness of God and our awareness of Him in our lives. The oil was applied to heal. Oil was used in olden times as medicine and a very good one. Meditate on how the oil of gladness has patched you up 
recovered and healed sores and pains from your past. Let's take a moment to thank the Holy Ghost. Thank Him for your healing and restoring your life. Think of His endless power to perfectly heal your entire body, soul, and spirit. Think how joyful this makes you to know that a part of the fullness of God is for you to be made whole and well. Praise you, Lord. The oil strengthens. Oil was rubbed into the system. Oil, sorry, oil well rubbed into the system was assumed to be a great strengthener. The anointing is the power of God. Think of this awesome anointing power we have living on the inside of us. Power to set the captives free. Power to heal. And I declare that in the last days, that even, I say in the last days, even the power to raise people from the dead, even that power with which resides in us to raise people from the dead. Praise you, Jesus. To God be the glory. Amen, church. The oil acts as a perfume. When oil was poured on a man, his presence scented the air around him. When he entered a room, and then when he left it, you knew he was there. Much in the same way. When you are filled with the Holy Ghost, people sense it. You are not of this world. Jesus wasn't, and neither are you. You are different. And guess what? We are okay with that. And I want to let you know that if you're not there yet, not wanting to stand out, not wanting to go against the flow of the world, God will bring that desire into your heart to want what Jesus wants, to be all out for Jesus in these last days. The time is now, for you, beloved, you are unashamed of the gospel, unashamed of the work that he's done in you. You can't help but declare it. That's the cup runneth over with blessings. It runneth over that it may bless others. It runneth over that it may flow out into the whole world. And in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord, for the precious Holy Ghost. We go out into the world with joy, with peace, with assurance by which we cry, Abba,
Father, may every one of your prayers today begin with Abba, Father. Abba, Father. He is listening to you. He is attentive. And he wants to have more of a relationship with you. And at this time, I'd, I'd love to take communion here at River City. We have open communion. Jesus' body was given freely for you. He gave it up for you that you might be redeemed.